Welcome back everyone to the Property Pod. This is episode number eight. I'm Meg Barrett of Mortgage Navigators. I'm Anya McLaughlin of AML Property Services in Cork. I'm David Sweeney of PropertySolicitors.ie. And today folks we're going to be talking everything legal with buying a property and yeah. the cost associated. Yeah, I suppose, in more particular how much, you know, because people, uh, I know we spoke before of, you know, Anya spoke in one of the last episodes of uh, the bidding process and how much is your house and you've spoken a lot about you know bor- borrowing and the cost of borrowing and how how much you can afford to um to borrow against your new home but then there's the other one is that the costs of actually the, the extra costs in buying your home and they kind of fall into three main categories one is the solicitor cost and that's the, the fee the solicitor will charge for carrying or he or she will carry out for uh, charge for carrying out this, the legal services and i'll go into that in a minute of what's actually involved there the second element then is stamp duty so you must pay 1% of the purchase price to the revenue commissioners and that's like a flat rate so if your house ends up being 300,000 euro you must pay 3,000 euro and that, that's all paid then on the day you get your keys or the day before it'll be lodged into your solicitor's uh, client account and then they make that payment on your behalf once the transaction is closed through the revenue online services and then the third element is um, a third party outlay so land registry fees and things like that so three main characters but there's all ca- categories but there's also then other expenses that you mightn't consider, mm. like we can get into like engineer surveys and things like that. So just just on the, the solicitor um, fee. So if you're uh, buying your home and the solicitor's acting for the purchase, so the, the main duty the solicitor has, well, there's a number of them. The main duty is, is to the client themselves to ensure that the house that they're buying um, does what it says in the tin. And, mm-hmm. and there's three main categories inside of that. So w- when the house goes sale, agreed, the auctioneer will take a booking deposit and then instruct both solicitors of the sale or transaction and then the vendor solicitor will send the contracts to the purchasing solicitor. And inside in that then is the title that the person owning the house owns it and has the right to sell it, uh, planning permissions and building regulations. So the purchasing solicitor investigates all that, might raise some questions called pre-contract inquiries. And then when they're satisfied uh, with the answers, then they can advise the client to sign the contracts. They, the, the solicitor also has a duty to the bank if there's a mortgage involved to draw down the mortgage uh, buy a house uh, ensure all the title planning and building regs and whatever else might come out of that because uh, each transaction is quite subjective and unique and then ensure that for the, from the bank's perspective that the security is there's integrity around the security and they're happy to loan money on this house David I have a quick question there I was chatting to somebody uh, during the week and um, they were looking up about getting solicitors they after <coughs> actually listening to one of the earlier podcasts they're on the way to getting a mortgage yeah. their question was in relation to fees what happens in the case where they've gone sale agreed you've done your pre-contract queries and for one reason and it doesn't go ahead what do they are they charged the whole lot or are they charged half the amount that's a very good question and and it's a tricky one because I see I've seen it a few times like some transactions don't go ahead and uh, just say in my experience the last couple of months I've maybe had two and it it was usually um, somebody came up in the engineer report uh, that the purchaser just wasn't happy to proceed or the other one was uh, there was a house that needed a lot of renovation and then when they got the cost of the renovation they were just they did it just overwhelmed by it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And look, this, these things happen so I, I think it's on the solicitor so generally when you engage a solicitor they'll send you what's called a section 150 of uh, the solicitor regulation act of you're engaging with the solicitor that you've hired a solicitor to carry out services and those services will attract a fee and then you will have a professional fee note with that so usually it's fixed price conveyancing so we agreed to start how much your uh, conveyancing is and then an ancillary could be in that say look if this transaction does not proceed your charge is going to be x for okay, the time yeah. or it could be an hourly rate most solicitors um 
if you're buying a house, a first-time buyer, and that house doesn't go ahead, you're likely to be still on the market. And most listeners would take a view, look, You'll come I, back. I appreciate there's a lot of work and you might understand a lot yep. of work going in here. I'm probably not going to charge you here, but come back to me if you buy again. But it's something yeah. to, I suppose... I, Definitely. Yeah. Now, the work has been done. Like It's 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 uh, like some solicitors would take the view, look, you're, you're probably going to pay... 30% of the fee there which yeah. is fair time yeah. You know, yeah. and, and uh, or some solicitors might wait until you come back and then put an add-on on the new fee like yeah. they might take say, I'm not saying 250 euros nominal but they might say look thanks for coming back we actually did quite a lot of work I'm just going to put 250 euros plus VAT on this and this fee is that fair and what should they be budgeting so when they come to me obviously yeah. they have to prove yeah. that they can pay for those costs yeah. the stamp duty and the legal and all of that plus their 10% or plus their 20% or whatever whatever the, the deposit is required I always put down on my funding statement it's going to be between two to two and a half thousand yeah. euros for legal. Is that enough? Yeah. Uh, well, see, this is... Uh, and, and also, so people ask how much your fees and that's what I'm trying to s- explain that there's three parts to it. So mm. the legal fee is just one element. So that's the solicitor element you're talking yeah. about. And two and a half thousand euros, like that includes VAT, so the solicitor charges yeah. uh, his rate or her rate, 18, 19, 2,000 euros plus your VAT. Plus so VAT, that's just yeah. bringing up to the 2,300, 2,500 mark. But then you have your uh, stamp duty, which is 1%. Yeah. So th- if we work off the basis, of, say, a 300,000 uh, property. So say yeah. you're, we'll keep it round figures. So say the legal fees in around 2,000 plus VAT. We'll round it up to two and a half just yeah. for the sake of this. Uh, plus your stamp duty fee, which is 1%. So that's 3,000 plus two and a half. So you're now up to five and a half yeah. thousand. Yeah, yeah. And then you have your the third element, which is third party outlay. And that, that involves five or six different elements. So one is that we must register the uh, deed or you register your, no, your, your ownership with the land registry. And that the cost with the land registry is seven hundred euro to okay. register your deed. We that's must I think that's a cost that people totally. Yeah, you, you must know, pay third party th- outlay. Yeah. Yeah, and I think at the end of the, when when people are going through the sales process, yeah. the money is just flying out. Flying yeah, out. Yeah. So yeah. like it's I really know. these are extra costs that I suppose that a lot of people don't factor in. We 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 automatically think legal fees, but it's the extra ones. But on this top is it, of it because like, like we we spoke like uh, two thousand yeah. two and a half. But yeah. This this these ancillaries you must register your mortgage which is 175 euro when the property closes we carry out what's called judgment and bankruptcy searches so third party agency we carry out searches in all the parties to transaction just to make sure uh, uh, you know you're not judged a bankrupt and you're, you're legally yeah. a, uh, able to enter this transaction we search the property to make sure there's no last minute loans or charges in the property apart from maybe the mortgage that's already on the uh, property that the seller will uh, pay off with the proceeds of sale there's small little ancillaries like you must witness your signatures for another solicitor you know you witness your what's called your family home declaration section 72 declarations family home declaration is basically that if you're married that both spouses uh, are aware and consent to mm-hmm. the purchase mm-hmm. uh, and if you're not married it, it's just a bit of an anomaly in the Irish language or the legal uh, the, the way these documents are structured that we have uh, partners boyfriend girlfriends or same sex couples whoever it might be come in to buy a house and they're not married but they must uh, write a declaration to say that this is not their family home yeah. for the benefit of I the bank I have a mortgage on my desk of uh, that uh, and it has uh, a condition and, and that's because the marital home in Ireland sorry the, the family home in Ireland is described as where the marital couple ordinarily yeah. resides so if there's no marital couple and it's not technically a family home mm-hmm. it's an anomaly it's a ridiculous thing yeah. because uh, it's people are it, it's not explained right um, mm-hmm. but that's what a family home declaration is the history of it is like back in like the family law acts came in in 1995 or mid 90s so p- previous to that traditionally I'd say or predominantly um, people who are married and the male might have worked for himself or the husband might work for himself he was going off 
securing loans uh, with his business for his business on the and family, the family home. home yeah the business was uh, went bust and then those creditors came back to, to, to re- try to repossess the family home and the wife in those cases uh, said look I had no knowledge of that so that's protect yeah. potentially the bank in this case that's what it's all about and a section 72 declaration has now become like the six five or six page document which in essence says that apart from the mortgage I'm taking out to buy this home there's no mm. other loans or charges or burdens on the property so the the, the new mortgage company gets a free uh, yeah, yeah, full charge yeah, property yeah, yeah. Uh, and then at the end of it then like, you might have electronic transfer payment of 15 euro 25 euro depending on if, oh, you want, yeah. if it wants to happen same day transfer to a different bank and then at the uh, the very end you get to take up what's called the folio file plan which is the 40 euro just to prove that the transaction is complete and you've been registered the owner of the bank's registered charge so they come in around 1100 euro oh yeah yeah. So you just you, so you answered my question because yeah. I, I was here trying to tot all that. So you like what's pure nuts, Mags? I'm looking over here and I'm just I, seeing we've got we've got the fees, we got the stamp duty, we yeah. got the title documents. Um, well, beside the stamp duty, because that's an easy one because we yeah. know that's going yeah. to be one percent. So customers can budget for that. But when it comes to legal cost, David, they find it hard. I find it hard to tell them because I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. So I always say, look, mm. geez, you need to have two and a half thousand for so the you're, you're, I think at four thousand six hundred there, all in. That's including stamp duty. Oh my fingers! Take, 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 no, take. That's definitely. Yeah, so you're no. saying two and a half. Oh, two I think and a half. Yeah. You're saying about three. Three, three six. Th- we're, we're working this out on a, a house that's cost three hundred thousand euros. Yeah. And an eleven hundred. Oh, yeah, six thousand six hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so like that's so a huge difference, yeah. 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 And actually, another question that I got during the week was in relation to stamp duty and Sorry, the, when does yeah. it have to be paid? Yes. So. Uh, Technically, the revenue allow 45 days from when the, 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 you get your keys, the transaction closed to pay it. But the solicitor must pay it. And m- most solicitors, also, they don't want this hanging over them. Yeah. So generally, it, you pay it into the fee, the outlay and the solicitor and the stamp duty all paid into your solicitor's client account a couple of days before your closing date. So if you're closing on a Friday, just have it on the Wednesday or Thursday, clear funds in their account. Uh, usually, most solicitors would pay the stamp duty that day. You get your keys. It, it's just fit more efficient yeah we and also you need to now because all these databases are talking to each other so the land registry is connected to the revenue so when you buy your house and the sister makes the application uh to pay your stamp duty one percent they input physically um like we're all agents now for the revenue so we manually input the names of the sellers and their pps numbers manually input the name of the purchasers and their pps numbers you also put in the local property tax number so now oh, that yeah. database is now talking there and then but the, and you pay it online and it comes back you get what's called a stamp certificate which is your receipt but you rep- you print that off and you have to staple that now to the back of your transfer deed and that gets lodged in the land registry because when you make your pre-application to the land registry for the registration it's called a form 17 application uh, you must put in the uh, revenue stamp certificate number on the form 17 application okay so, so they're everything, all, they're everything talking. is talking and which put, is a first but it but <laughs> this was actually gets on to, yeah, yeah it is and it's like obviously it's helpful for the revenue point yeah. of view and it tightens the whole system up but another expense that you have that, like these are they, I spoke about those three categories that are kind of the broad stroke ones there's also one called local property tax so every property must pay local property tax so if your house is 300,000 oh, yeah. euro I was going to ask you do we have a figure in that your actually? tax would be because I think I have one here <clears throat> so local property tax at the moment in Ireland for a house that's in and around three hundred thousand euro is just is just over three hundred euro a year. Okay. So if you're the owner for a, of a house, you usually pay your you pay in advance, but you usually pay in the November for the year ahead. So if someone is paying for twenty twenty three, they would have paid their local property tax. If they're paying in lump sum, some people do pay out of their wages monthly by direct debit or might be. So you would have your your uh, local property tax for twenty twenty three paid up front from November twenty two. So then if, if you're buying your house and say the sale closes on October thirtieth, you must refund the purchaser the two months. So up for oh, that you're okay. not there. So the, it's uh, it's, and it's going it's, back to going back to the property tax. Yeah. How if if a property 
isn't compliant with property tax. It has to be. You won't buy it. So it's up. The, so the, the, the seller, is on the, the seller, seller has so to they bring must it, up. Have it up. And then like the, so, the local property tax came in in around 2010 and 12. It used to be called the household charge. Yeah. You remember? And then that became the local property tax. Uh, so the, the seller must give the purchasing solicitor their solicitor okay. a proof of payment for the year. So we can be confident like that it is. Mm. And something that comes up as well that I find um, mm. in recent sales, if it was originally the family home and then they moved out and it was rented, and they have to backdate then the dates to prove like proof oh, yeah. that they were they were living there in 2011 mm. and 2012. But that's the MPPR tax, yeah. is it? Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah. and then going back on those yeah. dates, there there's something yeah, yeah. on. One one or two properties I know at the moment um, that I'm dealing with, but yeah, they need proof, but backdate proof of 2011 sure. or 2012 that they were actually resident yeah, and yeah. it ha- wasn't rented out at that time. Yeah, they've made it a bit easier. You can make an application to local council now and just to do up an aff- the seller would up an affidavit because you're talking over 10 years ago. Mm. And even now, like it used to be 2009, 2013, you used to show they're act- they've actually washed out uh, 9, 10, 11 so okay. it's 12 and 13 okay. and that will be washed out as well eventually uh, but one other thing on the local property tax to be aware of is that uh, like anything people want to pay as less they c- as they want so your your local property tax is based on the value of the house which means it's in a band yes. if your house is increased beyond a, you know, so a bit of allowance the seller may have to adjust the band and pay more property tax oh wow right okay you know backdate that and back pay it and then sell it onto the purchasers oh okay so another thing as well so we've kind of covered a solicitor fee stamp yeah. duty third party outlay and for a 300,000 euro house that fee is coming in on six and a half to 6,600 yeah. give or take uh, euro which is substantial and you're 100%. talking about most house. now what gener- the general movement then say from a 300 house to a house 450 is really just the stamp duty so it's one yeah. percent Solicitor fee kind of stays in around the same. Yeah. The only way the solicitor fee would probably move for any of those houses is that I, I think I spoke before of the type of ownership or title in Ireland. The old style title is called Registry of Deeds, which was a paper heavy uh, like deed and more or less sent up to Dublin Castle, handwritten record into a book. They'd keep one, you, you keep the other. And then when you sold the property, you kept the paper mm. adding to it. And this has gone back on to Norman times. So about 15 years ago, I went online with the land registry in Waterford. Uh, which is very clean and simple and that's what i've quoted here to register your deed and your mortgage but if you're buying a house that was is the old style registry of deeds there's a, there's an extra bit of legal work that goes into that kind okay. of first registration application and most listeners will charge extra on extra, that yeah. but you don't actually know till you get to get the contract so you kind of make a provisional for it in your fee okay note, okay depending um but yeah but it is substantial and customers aren't aware of it because they like they'll come to me and say i have my 10 percent deposit well also if you've bid it right up to your max oh yeah 100 percent, and, and you have to <coughs> prove it like yeah. from a bank's perspective you have to prove that the funding is inside in yeah. your bank account to cover all of this prior to drawdown and we haven't even touched on and we've spoken about this in other podcasts that we have engineers reports we've structural engineers we've drainage, drainage tests, yeah you know what i mean yeah. so it, it can crank up especially for second hand house 100 uh, and engineer report you just cannot proceed without one like yeah. it's just mandatory now you can you need a good engineer and look we get a lot of report and an engineer report commanding what four to seven hundred euro give or take yeah. that kind of that kind of window we get engineers report here and then the engineers found problems with everything and that's helpful in some way but it's not in another it's the engineer's job to yeah. find problems you really want to look at like what are the main items in the property structurally otherwise uh, planning and they're surveys. subjective as well I think they're you Can know be, yeah. they're, they're well, definitely like, uh, his experience subject, or her yeah. experiences yeah yeah uh, the planning is important. Like you can have a pre-purchase planning survey carried out by an engineer. Uh, if you thought there was issues with planning, um, boundaries is a massive th- ba- issue. Boundaries, yeah, especially uh, with an old house and mm. out the country as well, because yeah. what, what could have happened over years 
uh, a fence might have been broken down and might have been replaced at an angle and it ends up three metres inside your land yes. and you're not sure how is, who owns what. Uh, but they can all be fixed with deeds of rectification but it's you need to get an engineer out show us the new maps and they make an app and it's all document. time as well David like you know I suppose this is stretching out time and throughout that period yeah. if you're going on your six months mortgage your loan offer and all of this takes time well e- even actually to go, like we spoke drain survey there so say it's an old house and it's in the city and you're not sure how yeah. it's all connected up you'd have someone out to do a camera test and that, yeah. that could be up to a thousand euros to get could. that done depending like there could potentially be another two thousand euros there for, for engineers yeah. reports tests so on yeah, and so yeah. forth on top of the six thousand and again folks the bank that's isn't you've done the bank isn't lending on yeah. that so yeah, like that's yeah, yeah. that's if, we, if we're talking about a 300,000 property yeah. we're now looking to prove funding of 40,000 euro yeah and that's why we wanted to do this podcast because people's eyes should be open to what's yeah. there like it's not just about the purchase price of the property there is other ancillary costs and you must pay and you can't go on to the next stage absolutely and you, you can't borrow for yeah. them as well so and it's just about being aware and like yeah. preparation is key for everything and I think if people are aware of these things rather than literally getting the house their dreams and then going oh my god Jesus what I can't, like, I can't be, even yeah. like uh, uh, getting a boiler serviced, you know, in the yeah. house if it's a second hand yeah. boiler, because that could be two thousand euros that you don't spend. Yeah, absolutely. And then if the boiler is, is, has happened recently, boiler got its service, and they were like, "Oh, we have to de- decommission it, and we had to replace Done. the boiler." Door, yeah. We replaced the boiler before the the sale, you know, was yeah. was, was uh, but through, yeah. in saying that though, so just say you like in boiler, for example, or the engineering survey, and items do come up. So just three solutions to this, or three <laughs> three uh, possible solutions. So one. You, you see that there's something wrong in the house and you bring it to the sellers and you say, look, this is uh, broken, fix it. And the yeah. seller goes, yeah, no problem. They go and fix it then they come back to you and you test, you see it again or investigate and it's fixed and you're happy to proceed. The second element says it's broken. It's going to cost, say, €2,000 to fix it. And they say, look, we'll take the €2,000 off the purchase price. Perfect, we'll agree, drive on. Or the third element is... Uh, yes it's broken yes it's going to cost 2,000 euro but take take it or leave it exactly it's a seller's market and if that comes up from a bank's perspective again we're making sure that the client has the funding so if the bank become aware that there's an issue with the property either in a structural engineer's report or a drainage test and the seller isn't paying for it up front the bank is going to condition that the, the, the purchaser has the funding to complete the works okay to ensure yeah, yeah. that the bank's asset is actually yeah. a sound actually, asset. Actually, an interesting one we had recently where the um, there was uh, a reduction was allowed for a certain reason of three thousand euro mm-hmm. off the purchase price, but technically we had to go then and amend the loan offer. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, more delay, yeah. To, and the valuation needs to be amended. The, the you purchaser, know. The, the client thought it was brilliant, but then I realized when I explained to him, look, you need to go back to the bank now yeah. and get a new loan offer. Yeah, like, just and there could be on, like, there could be know. a material check in circumstances okay. when you come yeah, looking yeah, for yeah, a loan yeah, offer. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the other the other issue with that as well is especially the way the interest rates are just flying up at the moment. If you are thinking, okay. I, I can reduce this um, it's going to take three weeks but the interest rate is going up yeah. you're really not oh, yeah. you're not winning you know or well, you're not you saving down, yeah, kicks in yeah. Well. now I, I, I spoke to a bank yesterday and they've guaranteed that if a loan offer goes out they'll guarantee the rate for four months so okay, it, which is very good you know so it's okay well I hope we've been helpful today I've been David Sweeney of PropertySolicitors.ie I've been Audie McLaughlin of AML Property Services in Cork and I'm Meg Barrett of Mortgage Navigators <laughs> We'll be